Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Okay, chickens, uh, we're still dealing with our angels. Um, today's episode, I'm just going to read from a letter I got from Matt. Now, he sends me a letter immediately after watching it in the UK. It doesn't start in Australia until it's finished in the U- in the UK. So, the email kind of pings me while I'm in the middle of the episode and I try not to read it and then I put it off and put it off and then it's, um, well, now it's today. Um <laughs> Uh, sorry, Matt. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, and it's quite a long email. It could take up two whole episodes. Um, but he says, let's do timey-wimey. The cliffhanger was absolutely brilliant, leaving us with that final image of the Doctor in stone, in the pose of an angel, and surrounded by loads of them. Whew, Mary Whitehouse would have had a fit, bless her. <laughs> she probably wouldn't, because, you know, they're just all standing still. I think, you know, if maybe... <laughs> Someone was being held underwater. Um, she might be frightened. Um, it's a cliffhanger in the proper sense of the word. And even the next time trailer after the credits didn't spoil anything at all with no sighting of the Doctor other than her stone form once more. Epic. I suppose the only slight disappointment was that Claire was kind of revealed to be little more than a diversion. Not important at all, really. Um, yeah, I mean, we might get more of Claire. I suspect... We'll have, like, Claire is going to be the mouthpiece for the rogue angel for the rest of the time. The Her brangel is going to be <laughs> banging on about it. Um, talking of credits, though, what a great idea to have a mid-credit sequence that interrupted the scroll of names. The only thing with a mid-credit scene is that it's a great idea if you've got a great scene to insert, and they uh, didn't. Um, something like that where the screen crackles and you get a scene you weren't expecting should be something a bit more exciting, a shock or a surprise, not just essentially a replay of the last scene of the previous week's episode. We've still not met yet, but keep looking for me. Didn't really didn't set any fires alight. 
and if your recording runs out of time before you get to blurt out your coordinates, then A, that's just poor time management and you need to go on a course. And B, how about you inscribe them in the stone underneath where you left the electronic message? Look, as someone who habitually goes over their 10-minute limit, I cannot, I cannot in any good conscience agree with you, Matt. <laughs> like, I even have the music going sometimes and I just ignore it. <laughs> I ignore the music and then I just push it back a little when I'm editing the episode back later. Like, I can hear it. Like you might notice sometimes towards the end of the episode, I'll start shouting at about the 10 minute mark. It's because I'm yelling so I can hear myself over the the theme music to my show because um, I haven't planned it properly. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's why sometimes I just stop mid-sentence and go, oh, I've run out of time um, because I don't plan things very well. Uh, like Bell, I would have done that. Like, you know, it's like, you know, when you were a kid and you were trying to write a sign for a project or whatever, and you would write all the letters really big. And then the, like the last four letters had to just be really skinny ones right at the end of the sentence (laughs) just because like i haven't planned this out properly but i'm not going to go back and start from the beginning because why would i um so yeah she could have re-recorded it uh as for the coordinates thing i think as one of our theorists said yesterday uh there is probably you know they're probably coordinates we would know if we heard them such as ten zero eleven zero. Um, I shouldn't. I'm, I shouldn't try to do that one from memory because uh, you know I did, it was a question <laughs> for poor Miles when he was a contestant on Hard Quiz, our very first episode of Hard Quiz, and his topic was Doctor Who. And I said, "Oh yeah, a nerd would know those coordinates." Nah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I assured. I assured the the writers that of that episode that that he would know. Um, (laughs) So, uh, Belle and Vinda aren't particularly well served this week. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, there was was a lot of angels things going on. I didn't really care about them. Uh, Vinda doesn't appear until the very end and he's still fully clothed. Oh, shush now, Matt. Um, It's a shower scene, too much to ask. Um, But Belle's story was pure padding where it wasn't needed. We know about Passenger. We know what it is. What purpose did this mini subplot have? Other than to say, don't forget Azure. Um, Oh, no, I kind of liked that because it sort of... I, I know that's what you think it's doing, but it feels like to me what it's doing is showing us the extent of the destruction of the flux, like everything that has happened after the flux has gone through. So we're seeing, you know, all these different people and they think that, you know, Azure is some sort of saviour, that Helena Bottom Carter and her blue eyeshadow up there on the hill is going to be everything they need. And what is really happening is they're getting sucked into the passenger man um, and they're going to have to hang out with Di. Um, I wonder if we're going to get a scene of them all standing around in that quarry. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, jumping back to the dull, dusty quarry planet, it really killed the atmospheric feel of the main story with the angels. I get that in a way, but I, I disagree that it's just reiterating things that we already know. I think it, I think it's really important for us to see what the universe has come to and how desperate everyone is. Um, uh, it's a bit dull and padded. If the group theory, I think we all had you, me, Justin, fandom all at the same time last week, intimidatedly of each other, pans out, and they are the Doctor's mum and dad. Well, fandom might break the internet in a way even Kim Kardashian couldn't manage. 
I'm not keen on the idea, but I can well believe it's the kind of direction Chibnall may take and pat himself on the back for thinking of. See, the more the fact that everyone's thought of it makes me think it's not true now. Um, it's, I feel like that's the way. Like there have been so many surprises. Uh, in this show that I go, you know what's going to happen? It's this. And then it's something completely out of left field. And I'm like, what? So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I honestly, I'm, I'm starting to go off the idea. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think um, with Gendel that it's just a normal kid. It's just a baby. It's just, you know, basically to make them seem like a, a gorgeous couple who are in love. Um, uh, <laughs> the main body of the episode you can't go wrong with weeping angels can you give it a give it a minute i'm sure chibnall will find a way i'll oh, stop it matthew so depressed about everything they're easily the best thing to come out of new who and this week they steal the show some of their attacks from inside the telly from a charcoal drawing the arms reaching out of the tunnel really added to their threat you're really not safe from them anywhere what a triumph of writing they are and huge congratulations to Stephen moffat for their creation Long may they endure. It looked gorgeous too. That flaming angel was terrifying. And if there's one thing the BBC can do, uh, it's period drama. The whole thing looked gorgeous and dripped off the screen. Now if they can just sort out the sound mix, I'd be much happier. Matt Matt can't hear it. Um, It happens like when you get to this age that, you know, you can't hear anything on the television. It's just, that's just a normal thing that happens. Don't, Don't be frightened of it. Just go with it. Like... One day you'll be screaming about how terrible the sound is on the television. Oh, too late. Um, The division stuff is interesting, Matt says, but it was so little. It didn't advance the story much at all, but felt like a tiny little drip feed. Four episodes in and two to go. And my fear from the first episode that it's all going to be held off to the last episode is coming slowly true. And it's annoying. I was hoping we'd have more by now. Maybe some new questions, but a few more answers than we've had already. The angels working with a dodgy agency of the Time Lords is interesting. The idea they've worked with agents from all planets, even more so. Division Cybermen, Division Sontarans, Division Daleks. <gasps> Matt, don't hurt me like that. Oh, my God. That would be the, the huge big nail in, in my in my exploding theory coffin i don't know why my coffin is exploding um and full of theories uh so theory i've gone right out there with this one i think i've had one too many ribenas um from a perfectly cold vending machine matt tells me that they refrigerate their ribenas but Maybe they do, but I don't think they're cold enough, I think is my problem. Uh, The Flux is a creation of the Division they're using to hunt down the Doctor and destroy her meddling throughout time. It's destroying anything she's touched and they're trying to wipe out everything she's ever done or become involved in. Could it be that Doctor Who as we know it is coming to an end? Removed from all of time and space so that when Russell takes over, it's a relaunch, but still in a way, a continuation of the series. A new Doctor in a new universe with none of the trappings of the show's history. I'm thinking a big old Time Lord finale episode, Timothy Dalton back as Rassalong spitting it everywhere again. (laughs) That is a great idea. I mean, I feel like Stephen Moffat did that twice in his run and then it never really seemed to take... Like, I feel like Stephen Moffat did, like, Crisis on Infinite Earths at DC, where they went, yeah, we're rewriting everything and it's gone back to nothing. And then within about six months, it's like, oh, I'm bringing back that thing that we said was wiped out. Um, Now, look, Matt says, I know you can't really pass judgment on this episode in isolation. It's one six-part story. But if honest, I'm concerned with where it's heading and that it's colouring the present for me. I'm worried it's becoming too big for it to be comfortably or satisfyingly wrapped up in one final episode. I th- think it's running a risk of having an underwhelming ending that's a bit techno bag, b- 
bit a bit of techno babble and a big red reset button being pushed. I know that's something you, not, you cannot criticize in episode four, but I'm really hoping after four great episodes and last week's one, yes, I'm already counting next week's, it's great. It could be the test card for 45 minutes and one minute of Kate Stewart and I'd be happy. <laughs> um, all followed by one big mess of a wrap-up episode that taints all that's gone before it. Negative, pessimistic, maybe, but Chibnall's got form for that. Great at storytelling, terrible at wrapping up. I'll be more than happy to eat my words if he pulls it off, but I'm nervous. All right, Matt, I need you to go and read some Eckhart Tolle books because what is happening here is you are living in the panic of the future and also you're living in the past of Doctor Who and I want you to live in the present. I want you to experience Doctor Who of the week and not fret about what's going to happen because that hasn't happened yet. And when it happens, then you can be disappointed about it. But don't be disappointed about it in the in advance. Like You're just going to be disappointed that it wasn't disappointing if it's not disappointing. You'll be in a disappointment hole. It's a terrible place to be. Dig yourself out. Um, all right, this has gone on too long, and I've shouted over the credits again. Um, <laughs> all right, next episode, I'll have a preview not only of next week's episode, but also... Uh, some details have come to light about the New Year's Day special. Oh my God. So we're going to get a seventh episode within mere weeks uh, of this one finishing. All right. <laughs> I'll talk to you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.